Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 329 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 135 and 136 today, and our focus is on Thanksgiving, not so much the holiday, but a wonderful Thanksgiving psalm plus what is the most repeated verse in the entire Bible. So today, if you are in the United States of America, is a Thanksgiving day. It's a day where we eat turkey and gather with family and watch football and all that kind of good stuff, but but my focus is more on Thanksgiving as the act of Thanksgiving, which was a thing far earlier than when the first official pronouncements of governmental leaders for Thanksgiving days happened. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving today because we're going to read a couple of psalms that are focused on thanking God for his goodness and his loving kindness enduring forever. I do want to thank you for tuning in. I want to point you to our website, Bible2021.com, and briefly mention our goal, which is to get as many people as possible involved in daily Bible reading, daily Bible obeying, daily Bible understanding and thinking. Well, let's begin with some Bible trivia that isn't trivial at all. What is the most repeated Bible verse? Unless I'm much mistaken, it is, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good his faithful love endures forever. And we're going to first read that verse in First Chronicles 16.34, but also in Psalm 106.1, Psalm 107.1, Psalm 118.1, Psalm 118.29, and Psalm 136.1. The phrase alone, his faithful love endures forever, appears like 44 times in the Bible, making it one of the most often repeated phrase in the entire Bible. I think it's behind... Uh, something like, do not fear or do not be afraid, but it's really up there. And it's not trivial because this repeated verse and that repeated phrase tells us a great, great deal about who God is ultimately. Yes, he's holy. Yes, he is just. Yes, he is a consuming fire. Yes, he is jealous. Yes, he is kind. But the most repeated phrase description of God in the Bible is that his faithful love endures forever. Now, when the CSB Bible translation says God's faithful love endures forever, it's translating the word kesed there into two words, faithful love, because our English is just inadequate to fully express the meaning of that wonderful Hebrew word. The Hebrew word kesed is translated a myriad of ways, but always seem to carry with it the idea of kindness, love, mercy, benevolence. Though it is an archaic term, loving kindness is probably the best translation of the word, as it best encompasses all of the nuances that's called for by the way the word is used in the Hebrew. If one were to use two words, perhaps something like loving mercy would be even more appropriate. There's at least one instance in the Bible, maybe more than one, where that word cheseth or keseth substitutes as a name for God. For instance, Psalm 144.2 says, He is my loving God, keseth, and my fortress, my stronghold, and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge. And the word God there in the phrase, he is my loving God, is actually added by the NIV translation and most other translations because the really the only single word there is the Hebrew word, kesedek. He is my loving kindness is what it's being said there. So this is so a part of the character of God that he is sometimes in scripture just called that as his name, essentially. Spiritual application of the 
that word is really twofold for us to understand. When we look at the word and we try to look at what it means and see how many times it's used in scripture, which is like uh, over 200, it helps us to see that God is abounding in grace and love and mercy. His kindness is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. It endures forever. It's sure. And secondly, it, that can be used sort of apologetically. You've probably heard people before talk about how uh, the Old Testament God is wrathful. The New Testament God is loving. But that's not at all true because the word kesseth, which describes God so many times in the Bible, is an Old Testament word and it describes his loving kindness. It's a word that may be one of the single most important words in the entire Bible to understand if one desires to understand who God is and how he relates to his people. And God's keseth or his loving kindness, it doesn't spring out of obligation. It's not available to only a select few, nor is it only open to those who are really good and pure-hearted and dynamic lovers of God. Loving kindness is an aspect of who God is. It's intrinsic to his being, independent of his relationship with humans, but informing every facet of his relationship with us. So how do we respond to God's loving kindness, his keseth and his mercy? Well, the psalmist here in Psalm 136 tells us quite clearly, we thank him. Look at how this psalm begins. Psalm 136 verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 2, Give thanks to the God of gods, his faithful love endures forever. Verse 3, give thanks to the Lord of Lord, his faithful love endures forever. And just in case you forget, the last verse of Psalm 136 says, give thanks to the God of heaven, his faithful love endures forever. And that, Charlie Brown, is what Thanksgiving is all about. It's not about the turkey. It's not about family. It's not about getting together and eating too much. It's not about watching the Detroit Lions lose on TV. It's not about that great game of two-hand touch football with the relatives either before or after the meal or any of those other things. All those things are fine, I suppose, unless you're a Lions fan. But it's fine to have all of those as a part of our Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving at its core is about one simple thing, giving thanks to God because he is good and his faithful love endures forever. So sing your thanks to God, pray your thanks to God, write your thanks to God, say it out loud, think your thanks to God, live your thanks to God. Let this be your constant thought today, whether your country is celebrating an official Thanksgiving holiday like mine or it's just a regular old work day for you. Today is a marvelous day to give thanks to God, and every day is. Let's close with a Thanksgiving meditation from Pastor Tony Evans, who says, Today, tables will be filled with all manner of food, and homes will be filled with all manner of friends, family, and fellowship. People who haven't prayed all year long are going to pray because it's Thanksgiving. Places that normally don't have much reverence for God will find reasons for moments of silence or utterances that seem to recognize God because it's Thanksgiving. But making Thanksgiving a holiday as though it somehow should be elevated above every day, it's sort of like remembering Jesus' resurrection only on Easter or giving your wife a gift only on the anniversary date. 
While those days are fine and special and to be appreciated, most people I know would rather have a little on the regular than a lot occasionally because that means that you're always on their mind. He says, in everything, give thanks. The Apostle Paul says that. Now, you're always doing something and you're always somewhere doing something. So if you are always giving thanks in everything, that means you're giving thanks pretty much 24-7. It means you're giving thanks in perpetuity, ongoingly. King Jehoshaphat in the Old Testament was being invaded by the enemy, and the Bible says he was in terror. But he fell to his knees and the whole kingdom with him and gave thanks. I know a man who was robbed at knife point after he was robbed. He also fell to his knees and said, I thank you, God. Number one, I thank you that I was never robbed before up until this time. I thank you for all the years you've kept me from being robbed. Then I want to thank you that he took my money and not my life. Then I want to thank you that I was the robbie and not the robber. He wasn't thankful for being robbed. He was thankful in the midst of having been robbed. He found a reason to praise God. So then we are to give thanks in every circumstance, and there's always a reason to give thanks, always. It's just that we're so used to not doing it when things aren't going like we want to do it. And of course, take Jesus as an example. He is there with 5,000 hungry men, not counting women and children, and all he's got is a couple of sardines and crackers. He's got a few fish and barley loaves two fish, five loaves, and they raised a very fundamental question. What are these? What is a little boy's lunch among so many? But when you keep reading, it says, Jesus said, bring the fish and the bread to me. They did that. And what did Jesus do first? The Bible says he gave thanks first. How are you going to give thanks over two sardines and five barley loaves? And you're trying to feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Well, Jesus understood something. You give thanks for what you have, even though you don't have what you need and you don't have what you want. You give thanks for what you have. So he gave thanks for what he had. And the Bible says when they open up their eyes after the prayer, practically Moby Dick was lying on the beach. God had invaded there, but he didn't just invade it to feed them. He invaded it to teach the disciples then and now a lesson. You give thanks for what you have so that you can see God take a little and do a lot. All right, let's read our two Psalms. Psalm 135, verse 1. Hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, you servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for it is delightful. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel, as his treasured possession. For I know that the Lord is great. Our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever he pleases in heaven and on earth, and in the seas and all the depths. He causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from his storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both people and animals. He sent signs and wonders against you, Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his officials. He struck down many nations and slaughtered mighty kings, Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. He gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people Israel. Lord, Your name endures forever, your reputation, Lord, through all generations. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nation are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak. 
eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear. Indeed, there's no breath in their mouths. Those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. House of Israel, bless the Lord. House of Aaron, bless the Lord. House of Levi, bless the Lord. You who revere the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion. He dwells in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. He alone does great wonders. His faithful love endures forever. He made the heavens skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. He spread the land on the waters. His faithful love endures forever. He made the great lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule by day. His faithful love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night. His faithful love endures forever. He struck the firstborn of the Egyptians, his faithful love endures forever, and brought Israel out from among them, his faithful love endures forever. With a strong hand and outstretched arm, his faithful love endures forever. He divided the Red Sea, his faithful love endures forever, and led Israel through, his faithful love endures forever, but hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led his people in the wilderness. His faithful love endures forever. He struck down great kings. His faithful love endures forever. And slaughtered famous kings. His faithful love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, his faithful love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his faithful love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance. His faithful love endures forever. An inheritance to Israel, his servant. His faithful love endures forever. He remembered us in our humiliation. His faithful love endures forever. And rescued us from our foes. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. Amen. Well, let's close with our Bible memory passage for the month of November. It's John fourteen six, and it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.